With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you wanna be the best in the game, you wanna have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, Get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on tonight, we are going to be covering some of the biggest winners and biggest losers of cut day in the NFL. NFL teams had to get to 50 three-man rosters, but I'll tell you who's the only other man on this roster with me. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. What's up, buddy? A fantastic intro. And just for the record, so Randy, I think he was an actor in a past life, maybe as a child. I'm not entirely positive, but we went from casual conversation to recording a flawless intro in a nanosecond. I didn't realize it was happening until the light flicked on and said we were live. Listen, my man is a versatile character up, down, left, and right. That was something. That was impressive. You really, it's, I, I, I wasn't ready for it. The, the red light is on. If you watched on YouTube, so uh, spoiler alert, Jerry and I are recording the open just for the podcast. We've already done the YouTube. Uh, we've got Jay Wayne. We've got Casey from the FF Dynasty, a couple of amazing guys, and you're getting ready to listen to an amazing conversation. But yeah, we we stuck around after what we talked about a good 20 minutes before we started, another 30 to 40 when we got done. Uh, Maybe one day I I can find the outtakes, and and, and maybe we'll share those. I probably won't. Maybe we'll put that at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I don't know. I don't know if there'll be time. But uh, Jerry, I am speaking of time. I'm not going to waste any because we don't have any to waste. You know what? We have a YouTube channel, Jerry. Are you familiar? I, I am familiar. And you want to see the smiling faces of the guys of the FF Dynasty? You'd you'd want to head over there. But you know, my man Kyle is going to start doing his waiver wire sniping stuff on the YouTube. I'm going to be doing prop bets over there. It's a great way to get Dynasty information. The videos will be shorter. 
Uh, if you're a podcast consumer, that's great. We appreciate you downloading and subscribing and sharing us everywhere. It'd be great if you threw us a five-star review on iTunes. You know, it just it, it, it is what it is, Jerry. You know, and, and if you do that, and, and Jerry, I mean this in like an, an affectionate sort of way. You know, it, I, I, I'll put you on the list. You know what? You just made the list. I will totally put you on the list of, of good people that support the Dynasty Warzone. Help us grow. Help us get better. Tell us what you like about the show. We're getting into guest season. And at the end of this show, Casey and Jay Wayne, they both give us a tip, a best practice, a how to be better at Dynasty. It's how we wrap up the show at the end of the show. And you're going to want to check that out. And we're going to do this. We have another guest lined up for next week and the week after. I'm already three guests deep. Now we're doing the opposite. We had been doing no guests all off season. Normally we do guests in the off season. We're going to reverse it and we're going to stay very strategy focused on dynasty. Just a lot of good conversations. Uh, we're going to continue good people, bad tweets. Um, we had one tonight and it was uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, J- I just, Jerry, just Jerry, you, spared, you spared no fire. Jerry I... came out both guns blazing. I do use some some curse words, uh, so just keep Profanities. that aware. But Profanities. but it was necessary because it was nonsense. But let me let me let me just say something about this interview that we did with these guys. You know, a little foreshadowing, a little leading up, if you will. I am not. They, a they huge call that a tease in the industry. Yeah, I am not a person that usually consumes my fantasy material via YouTube. I'm a podcast person. You know, I have to drive a very long way to go to school, so I podcast the hell out of stuff. I binge. I could binge your entire podcast set in like three weeks. Um, so I had not been, uh, you know, exposed to these guys. So funny, like just funny dudes, good dudes. You can tell they've done this for a while. Just they have a great chemistry. It made me subscribe. I might have to get YouTube Premium so I can actually listen to them while I'm driving to school. Hey, they, uh, got, they got a podcast too, just like us. Now you, yeah, no, now, it's it's good stuff. The, the, I I had a lot of fun today, and I talk about in the body of the show, but their production quality is oh, is next yeah. level. But, but the I, first thing that comes out of my mouth is how good the camera looks because it, it's, it does it's amazing. Look great. It's it's good stuff. That that that's where that's our goals. We're trying to we're trying to get on that level. But when you hear tonight's good good uh good people bad tweets, this is exactly what I thought of Jerry. Not up in here! Jerry said, not up in here. Listen, I'm going to get to the body of the show. I'm not going to waste any more time. Um, Five-star reviews. We're up to 249 total and 218 on iTunes. Man, B250, you can hit pause on this podcast, and you can go leave a five-star review. Tell us what you like. Tell us how you like tonight's guests. Whatever you want. But uh, five-star reviews, and then rate, review, and subscribe everywhere. It's the best way to help any content producer. That's what we're producing. We are producing content. I'll call out the social media real quick, uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm going to be doing more stuff on Instagram. I'm not a TikTok guy. I'm too damn old for that shit, but I will be more on IG. <laughs> you, you can't see Jerry because we're not <laughs> no, recording this. But, right. uh, but uh, and if you're not on social media, like any of them, send me an email, dynastywarzone at gmail.com. I helped a gent named Aaron earlier today with a trade question and our man Dallas he's been on his uh on his uh, summer sketch and he will be here on Friday I've already got the show he's recorded the show it'll drop on Friday we'll be doing the live Q&A on Wednesday night for a Thursday pod 
and then Dallas will be here on Friday. And I'm going to be here on Saturday flying solo, a little 20, 30-minute seasonal Big Bat podcast. Uh, and then next Wednesday, Dr. Kyle will be joining us. That's going to be the benefit of the YouTube. If you want to get the best numbers, if you want to make the the best opportunity to win, uh, you'll want to be on the YouTube. The podcast is great. If you just enjoy hearing why we bet them, cool. But if you're actually going to bet them, bet them, you got to be on YouTube so you don't miss the best of the number. Now, before we go get Casey and before we go get Jay Wayne, we're going to take a minute to talk about our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Let's check it out and then let's get the boys. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's where new Dynasty gamers, intermediate Dynasty gamers, and the ultra-sharp Dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24-7. No, really. It's a 24-7 group chat, thanks in part to the best international patrons in football. I'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in Dynasty Fantasy Football, period. It's a place of community. It's a place of interaction. It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty gamer to choose what level of support they want with their dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup to your rebuild and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? All right, and here they are for your listening pleasure all the way from South Kakalaki. 
It is Casey. It is Jay Wayne of the FF Dynasty. Welcome to the War Zone, guys. How you doing? What's up, boys? We're doing all right. Thank yeah. you. Nobody ever asked me how I'm doing on my show, so it's got to come on somebody else's show how they're doing. Nobody cares. Nah, but we appreciate you guys having us. <laughs> yeah, excited, man. There's a lot going on. Show. You guys uh, down there. How's, how's, uh, how's Clemson football? I know you guys are Tigers fans down there. Just Jason. Just Jason. Oh, just Jason. Jason's a Tigers fan. Big Co's a uh, Carolina fan, and I have no uh, collegiate affiliation. He, he's going to pick the Tigers, though. Over the game, I've been cast. to the most Clemson games. Um, have you tailgates. been to Bryce Stadium? I have been to Williams. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, the stadium's cool. The tailgate's not as fun as Clemson, though. Mm-mm, too much concrete. Good vibe in Williams, Bryce. What? Hold on. What? What kind of food are we talking at Southern tailgates? Because they talk about it all the time. Because up up north here, like I I go to Michigan State, our tailgates are shit. Like we, just, it's a hot dogs. It's like a kid's tailgate. So are we talking like ribs and polos, or what are we looking at here? <laughs> Oh, for sure. Definitely a decent amount of polos, a couple, some seven to nine inch hems on the shorts, for sure. Oh, boy. Um, that's, that's the style, though, now, so it caught up. Uh, but, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you'd be able to answer this better than me, but, like... I like, mean, it depends on how much money you're going to the game with. Like, when I was going to school there, like, we were minimalistically right. tailgating, Just, right? right? Natty light. Natty light. And, oh, yeah. uh, well, I was more bush light. That was what... Uh, was okay, right. all right. A little classier. Yeah. and uh, Or maybe not as classy. I don't know. Uh, but as you get older, you know, you start usually prep, like, a big meal that, that, that your crew will do. And then, I mean, there's just, like, a lot of money and a lot of crazy shit going on all day. It's just a crazy... It's, a, it's an awesome scene. Like, it's one of the... I haven't been to too many college campuses, but I can't imagine there's there's probably a handful that would be better and, and, and worth going to. But Clemson is pretty it's pretty fun. It's a good vibe. Just there's no open container loss. Everybody's getting fucked up and just it's a, just it's getting a, wrecked. Everybody just wrecking shop. Yeah, a lot of moonshine. Yeah, and recently, oh, you know, great. since we've been so good, it's been night games. So the night games are exceptionally shitty from uh, <laughs> just getting hammered and just trying to make it all the way to seven o'clock kickoff you know and then getting out of there is the worst but i mean it's a blast it's the best 25 seconds of football and uh it's you might a, get it's a, a, you might get a three meal deal on a seven o'clock you might have a little catered breakfast and then some lunch yep. and then some nice you know some ribs on the in the smoker all day or some a, a big chunk of brisket or something so i'm there for that brisket let's just yeah, we, we, we could do more brisket do. talk yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna go to a tailgate with jerry at some point this season <laughs> no, it, it, no don't do that it, it, you're gonna end up with like boring. a little a little smoky link and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, you're gonna get a couple you're gonna get fireball because it gets cold up here which sucks yeah. so you need the fireball but other than well, that it's lacking no listen i could t- i could talk tailgate all day but we're gonna jump into the body of the show now for these guys they, they may not they may be unfamiliar with our new hit segment so you guys are going to be the first guest to take part of our smoking hot news segment and this segment is entitled good people bad tweets all right. So this is where wow. I've been. I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time. I don't tweet this, much, so I think I'm not going to be on this. Yeah, we're definitely not going to make this cut, which is good. But uh... this is what Jerry and I out there roaming those Twitter streets, trying to keep people in line. They're good people. They're good people. I think their hearts in the right place. That sometimes. might be debatable, though. I don't it, know. it could be. Sometimes we're just trying to uh, spur content. Yeah. But uh, Mr. Dave Kluge at Dave Kluge, and it's pronounced Kluge, by the way. It's German. Uh, Dave Kluge 
says, I'd put A.J. Dillon over DeAndre Swift in redraft right now. Interessante. Jerry, I'm going to let you go first because you are our resident Lions fan. Sorry about that. Yeah, this uh, works first. When you hear that, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's one of the dumbest pieces of shit tweets I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that, that, let's let's get it started like that. First and foremost, you might be a good person, but what? Listen, I, marijuana is legal in the state of Michigan, and some of us have indulged in some of the highest of quality. And Kluge is on a completely different level of anything that the state of Michigan has to offer with that tweet. That, like, did Aaron Jones die? Dab right there. Right, like. <laughs> that's the waxiest anyway we're not going to go down that rabbit hole but like did aaron jones die i i, 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 I just know like, that he was on. retweeting uh troy king t king a former guest on his show just like the guys here from the ff dynasty you know when, when i read that tweet out loud jay what did you think Listen, man, these people on Twitter, they're just trying to say some outlandish shit to be like different and it's just like stir it up it's, they're just trying to, it's, they're it's, not it's even a, stirring it up. They're just like it's, they're trying to get hate mail. I, I don't know. Like I don't engagement. They're just saying shit to say shit because yeah, any any attention. That's the nicest way to say it. Yeah, it's I, I, terrible. It's just it clickbait. Was, but it's bad click. It's not even good clickbait. It's like poor clickbait. Well, I guess it, the logic behind the tweet is is maybe Swift isn't quite right, and maybe Aaron Jones isn't quite right, and maybe you're going to get a lot of AJ Dillon. But I think Kylan Hill's going to have a little bit something to say about that. When is when a- Aaron Jones rolling. not quite right? I don't know. He, he's been. I think he's been having some some. I know Bakhtiari sort of little... just had, got put on the pup list, so that's a huge bummer to miss him for the first six weeks of the season. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Kylan Hill, baby. Blow it up! Get some Kylan Hill. Yeah, well, we we can. So first of all, we'll say, Dave, you're a good guy. I think this is a horrible tweet. Um, I know you're trying to get engagement and grow your brand, but man, I would not want to be the Skip Bayless of fantasy football. You do you, <laughs> but man, but like for me, this analyst though. But just yeah. I thought that was Stephen A. Whatever, but anyway, I, I, I want a Kylan Hill take. I heard a Kylan Hill. Jay, what, what's your thought on Kylan Hill? Oh man, we love Kylan Hill. We we were kind of bummed out when he got drafted by the Packers, or because yeah, we were kind of bummed when he got drafted by the Packers because it was like they have two other guys that we really like there, and we don't know what's going to happen post Aaron Rodgers. Although I will say I don't feel as uneasy about the future of the Packers as I used to, and I do really like you know Kyle, Matt, Lafleur, Shanahan, whatever whoever that guy is over there. That's yeah. uh, the the. the the, uh, the head coach, I mean, it's a great scheme, and he they love to run the ball. And so then you get this – so we like the talent. We like the player. We didn't necessarily like the logjam spot that he ended up in. But then you watch him in the preseason, and he looks freaking phenomenal. And he's locked into the third running back spot. If one of those two guys gets hurt ahead of him, and I, it would be lights out. And then I think he's still probably going to work his way onto the field some because I think he's a, probably a better like third down type back than AJ Dillon is, and he's probably going to get some run. And I mean, it's a long, it's a long. It, you might be waiting. It's an investment, you know, if you're taking him in the third round of a dynasty. Uh, but I can't wait to take him in the third round of a of a rookie draft. You know, we got plenty of Kylan Hill and and everything we've seen just backing up what we thought we saw in him in college and. uh Better get you some Kylan Hill, baby. Casey, anything to add? Oh, I mean, like you said, a little, little bummed on the landing spot. But then also, 
as you get bummed about that, sort of like the same deal with a, with a Chuba Hubbard. We really liked a Chuba. Yeah. But then they went to a spot that, that you feel good about in the coaching staff. You're like, oh, well, you know, maybe a, a good value late. They sta- And I liked the fact that that staff stabbed on him. Right. So a little same, more added. Uh, same thing with the Elijah Mitchell, right? And then <clears throat> which we'll probably get into with the Wayne Gallman getting cut. Like he's making the squad and like that was another guy. Who, you know, we're just taking all the late round stabs on running backs that you can stash on deeper bench teams that, that I feel good about. And I like this. I like the staff and the scheme around it. Those are the guys that I want to stab on. So if you're going to take a stab on, 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 first of all, we've always been a draft running back trade for wider wide receiver shop. That's been the first thing. And if you're going to take a flyer on a running back, especially late, why would you do it on a bad offense? You know, like Puka, like, like, like Puka Williams got cut today. Yeah. When you can take a stab on a guy like, you know, you mentioned Mitchell in San Francisco. That's a great offense. And Shanahan tends to wear his running backs out pretty quick on top of Raheem Mostert's lack of durability. So for him to get that third RB spot is kind of a big – he's an early winner. There you go. We're going to talk yeah, about and, some, and some winners and losers from uh, cut down day. Add to the Eli Mitchell thing, like he – he didn't. He had an abductor issue, and then a couple of like he didn't see a lot of the field there. So the fact and that last preseason and then he game made some mistakes, made a couple errors, and they in the still last are keeping pre- him. exactly. He had a he went to the wrong, somebody went to the wrong side on a on a play action there, and I'm going to assume that that Trey is probably getting that right, and it was probably yeah. Mitchell, and then a false start, but illegal uh, motion or something. ended up yeah. keeping him around and didn't cut the six round pick, and we saw some you know fourth, fifth, sixth rounders get cut this today. So it was holding my breath a little bit for Eli Mitchell, but that then they've been talking him up all camp. And you saw when he had the ball, there was some explosion there, and and uh, ran a couple guys over, and, and a good pass catcher. So huge for uh, for the Eli Mitchell stock. I don't know how these guys Elijah like y'all shorten him to Eli, but it's fair. It's 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 everything. <laughs> it's the other day my son my, my son's fourteen. He told me I was sus. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I'm sus. He's like, Dad, that means you're suspect. I'm like what the hell are we doing here? I gotta oh, say, I, what what do you do with all the time that that, that you say <laughs> by not saying the full word? Because it damn sure ain't your chores. I'll tell you no. that right now. It just all that sounds time you cool. save. It I does, gotta it hand does. it to these kids and their lingo and the shortening of the words. I hate I, at it. first. I hated it, but he, I fucking love it. it. He loves it. I love it. He'll shorten anything. Yeah. So now, now his mother, my wife, is telling me that I'm sus, and you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's playing it, me like a fiddle. Uh, I'll tell you, you something else that was. Uh, I'm, I'm going to use this as a segue. I tell you what else was sus was uh, J.K. Dobbins playing Ooh. that first that first series with the Ravens on on Saturday. That was uh, that was sus if there ever was sus, and uh, hurt a lot of people. But I'm going to go back to Jerry. Jerry, what do you think about the, this whole issue? You can tell me what you're doing with Dobbins from a dynasty perspective. And then, for like at least from a redraft, because I think this is the second biggest redraft weekend of the year coming up. What are you doing with Gus? And then I'm going to throw it back to the boys uh, from the dynasty. I feel like in redraft you want to handle your running backs pretty quick. So I'm not messing with Gus probably as high as somebody's going to take him. I'm guessing somebody's going to fall in love with him and think he's going to be just a you know, a badass, that guy, that James Robinson type of guy. And I, that's just not going to be me. As far as Dobbins and Dynasty, come on, man. Like, come on. Let Make this game a little bit easier for me. They they take Cam away. They take ETN away. They take Dobbins away. It's just, it's a, this game's a bitch. It really is Brutal. a bitch. But, like, what can you say? So, 
it's it's a torn ACL, which sucks. With it's not the death sentence that we all you know that it was when we all started playing this game. He doesn't have a ton of competition. Like Gus Edwards is a pretty good guy, but he's not another young guy that you've drafted. You know, Daryl Henderson is a guy that at least has some draft capital. You know, James Robinson might not have the draft capital, but he has the production. So that's a tough situation with ETN. I think he can bounce back from it. I just feel like you're pissing so much value down the drain with him. It sucks. You're just gambling with any of these young running backs. I don't want to say that I'm out. Like before we hit record, we, you know, we were talking about Travis Etienne and whether Randy was out on him because of these injuries. I don't want to say I'm out. Like I, I traded for Travis Etienne today. Actually, I traded what I think is a contender's first for him just to sort of add to my roster. I'm really hoping I finish well, otherwise that's going to backfire, but it's tough. So what are you guys doing with Dobbins? Like, I, I don't really know what to do. It's a struggle. It's sort of a pain in the ass. It puts you in one hell of a bind. Yeah, I mean, if you have Dobbins, you can't move him, right? You got to sit. Yeah, I mean, there's I, – I would send out offers for Dobbins, and but, you know, most – People aren't going to sell for a discount at this point. I mean, no. I mean, they might. And the thing is, though, I don't know that I'd want to buy Dobbins unless I'm like not ready to win. See, you can't go buy a player like that, you know, yeah, unless you're trying to get younger and you might be able to sell like a older guy and acquire some Dobbins. I'm down to acquire Dobbins, ET, all you know. Uh, who's who's the other guy that just went down? Um, Acres, Cam Acres, Cam. I'm a little, you know, we weren't as high on Cam as the rest of the world I was. was so, um, what's your sweethearts for that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think I'd probably, we were all big Daryl Henderson fans. Uh, so we were pretty excited for him anyway. Not, not obviously not excited. This year we were Henderson fans. Down. We weren't Henderson fans when he came out. You could, you could buy the dip. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, if I'm a contender, I'm not going after those guys. But if I'm not contending, I'm absolutely down to trade my, you know, trade something to get them. If you're not trying to contend, maybe you don't want to trade next year's first because exactly. You're gonna... See, that's 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 the problem with this pick. So, like, what what can you do? Because if you're a contender, you don't want them. But if you're rebuilding, you have an early first. You also don't want to trade that. So it just puts you in a tough yeah. spot where you you really can't do anything with him. Like, what, what I'm doing, what I'm doing with him is, I'm going to try to get him for a mid-level veteran because we're coming up on the start of the regular season, not this can Sunday. I, can but, I get an example? Not to interrupt you, but like, um, who, what kind of mid-level person are we talking about? Tyler Lockett. He, can I can I can I give you Tyler Lockett? Can can I, I, I mean can, if you if you can get it, but I, that's a tough sell I, for somebody that has one of these players. It, it is right now. It is right now. But that same person. Especially if they were a contender or if they're in the middle of the pack, not this week, but next week, they have to set a lineup. And yeah, they're going to go awesome. set their lineup and they're going to see a big fat hole in their flex position where J.K. Dobbins was going to reside. And then all of a sudden, they might get a little shit in their neck. And all of a sudden, you know, you send them Tyler Lockett, maybe even Tyler Lockett in a third. Why, why are they getting shit on their neck? That's Ow. Ow. It's an expression. You don't have to go with it, Jerry. Don't don't question me. Listen, I I have never heard such a thing. (laughs) Thank you, Jay. Thank. (laughs) I I, I think when people have to, with some of these people, with some of these hurt players, when they have to, especially like I said, if they were planning on contending, they don't. They don't want picks. They can't contend with picks. They contend. Can I give you Mike Davis? Can I give you Mike Davis in a second for J.K. Dobbins? It sounds bad today. But a week from Sunday, it might sound okay. So those are some of the things that I'm, 
I'm looking to do. I would rank these hurt running backs because they're all three. They're all three pretty good in my opinion, based on their talent and the type of injury they have. I believe I'd go Etn Dobbins Acres. I think that's the the. I I could see where you may want Dobbins over excuse me over Etn because the offense is better in in Baltimore and more conducive to running backs, but. Jerry, how would you rank them? And then throw it back to those guys and see how they'd rank them. I'm going Dobbins, ETN, and then Akers. Akers is always going to stay at the bottom. He he was at the bottom even if all three of those players are healthy for me. I just I you know me. Everyone that's listening to the Warzone right now knows I love James Robinson. So obviously I got to put ETN second. But what are what are your guys? You're in South Carolina. You've been watching Travis Etienne this whole time. Yeah, I mean I I, I think I would I would agree with you. I would put. I would probably go Dobbins, ETN, uh, Acres. I mean, obviously, you know. Yeah, I mean, we all had Dobbins ahead of all those guys, you know, prior pre pre injury. So I can I can stick with that. The ACL doesn't really scare me too much. No. Liz Frank might be a little bit more of a question mark because the severity of that and it can lead to screws and it's your whole year just just like an ACL is but it's just more, a more rare weird uh, type injury and I don't I can't think of too many running backs that have had it or come back from it I know there's been a handful of wide receivers that have, that have come back from it but um, I, I believe in Travis Etienne's character he's going to do the right things to rehab it if anybody can make it back successfully from that it's Travis Etienne I probably will go Dobbins Etienne Acres that you know oh. I would say that when, when we were when we were doing this, Acres like and ranking all these guys and putting them in situ- like we definitely had Acres ahead of Etn just based off of the situation and the team that he was on and that you know. But we none we didn't really love Acres, so it's easy for us to just throw Etn ahead of right. Acres. We were all we were in camp. Let's buy Daryl Henderson in the tenth round, right? And I think he's going to eat a lot more of of the work of of uh, Acres than. A lot of people realize. Would you would you trade like a Miles Sanders for for Dobbins right now? All day. I don't believe in Miles Sanders. I don't believe in the. I, here's the thing: in a vacuum, all the Eagles guys, I really like their talent. In that situation, with that head coach and just the the the, the continuous over the last two or three years, the continuous string of poor decision making. I really don't want from a from a redraft standpoint. Fine, whatever. But I think you could get Dobbins plus right now. If I could, if I could send you Dobbins in a second for Sam. Excuse me. If I could send you Sanders in a second and get back Dobbins in a first, I'm in there like swimwear. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, me too. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm making I do the that move. Straight up. Yeah, I give you Miles Sanders. Depending on what my but, team was. Now, if I'm if I'm that if that that team if you're that you were about that isn't contending, then. Obviously, I think that's a great trade for me. Like, I like the talent of Dobbins more. I don't necessarily believe in Miles Sanders as much as maybe the next guy does. So, I, I like that trade for me. That's why I threw it out there. Yeah, um, but I think I think you could get more. I, I think I think first of all, if you offered uh, Sanders straight up for Dobbins right now, you're going to get taken. Someone's going to someone's going to say yes. If you send Sanders for Dobbins, they're just going to say yes. They're going to say, eh, they're close enough, and this guy's playing. Give it to me. Let me sweeten the pot on my end. Throw me a first. I'll throw you a second. You get a player. Again, you're setting your lineup on Sunday. You get to plug this guy in. And the only thing, the only thing in that deal guaranteed to be worth a lot more than it is today in March is that first. It's Mm -hmm. going up. 
Any bad yeah. news on Dobbins? The I know there's you know talk of the LCL being involved. Slight value dip. His recovery's slowed. He, he's on the uh, the Tariq Cohen. Uh, he's on the pup this time next year. Value goes down. But you know what? The minute that first goes on the clock, it's the hottest thing in that trade. So I, I think you can get it done. I truly do. I think even even if you don't have it, let's uh, you know hypothetically, we're just going to talk about the the straight up deal, Miles Sanders for for Dobbins. If you are a bad team and you don't intend on contending, it's even better for you because it gives someone else the opportunity to win. And it gives you a better opportunity to get a one-on-one or a one-on-one-on-two pick because you're going to get the same caliber of running back, you know. And then you're also not you're you're not going to get any points. More importantly, which is what you need to do if you are rebuilding. You know, you want to have trade away trade away points this year. Yep. Depending on how your losers bracket sets up, like I have some losers brackets where you play, but yeah, no, I I agree in theory of of how most things go, a hundred percent. Um, and I, and I love the, um, I'm a big fan of the, uh, one pick swap, swap, the, any swap, the three, four swap, the two, three to try to get a yeah, deal done. That one, I love that you brought that up, that one, two kind of swap. Cause if that guy's a contender and can like, sometimes you can get that, those picks to be real close to each other. Sometimes it blows up in your face, but a lot, a lot of people <laughs> that'll True. really make the deal feel so much closer and sweeter for them. And you can still get that, that higher pick. If you're the first side or for the one, two swap or the two, three swap, or I do that all the time. And it's just that, that little uh, enticement to get it over the edge. I'm going to switch to quarterback. So uh, Cameron Newton came out around lunchtime Eastern on Tuesday that the, the Patriots had had enough and they sent Cam packing. And I'll go back to Casey. Casey, what did you think when you first saw that come across your Twitter timeline? Were you shocked? Did you kind of expect it? What were your thoughts? Uh, I definitely didn't, definitely didn't expect it. I was actually listening to Dan Patrick. I thought you were going to say, definitely didn't see it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, no, I was listening (laughs) to DP this morning while I was, and they had just had Tom Curran on and, you know, he didn't really say anything about him getting cut, which he's, if you're not familiar, he's like the Patriot insider, uh, up there. He's a Um, great reporter. Great, great listen. Fantastic for, for Patriot stuff. Um, but he did say that, that Mac, he thought Mac Jones would be the starter. So there was definitely some inkling around his camp and people that uh, there was maybe something going on there. So he didn't say Cam would get cut, but um, he was feeling like Mac Jones. And I, I don't know. I, it was, I was kind of in camp Cam Newton there. I, I like the fact that he didn't get, he got there late last year. I kind of liked where this offense could go with a good defense, good O line and, and just kind of pound it around and, and can make enough plays and not do the bone, some of the bonehead things and maybe, get a little bit of that coached out of him by, by what's going on up there in new England. And, and just, so I, I felt good about that. And then it's new England and, and Belichick. So I didn't think that they would just hand it to the rookie. So I, I was definitely in camp camp cam there and, and was fired up to see, you know, the good and the bad with cam, at least through half the season here and see how it goes. Uh, so I, I definitely didn't see that coming, but I wasn't anti Mac Jones by any means. I wasn't one of these guys who was like, ah, I think Mac Jones, is terrible. That was a bad pick. Like I, I think he's like he's got good pocket awareness. He's he's always exceeded expectations, and and you know, it's always one of those things. Looks where, like me with his shirt off. <laughs> where you know you everyone always me wants too, to really. ask the question of whether you know it's was it Joe Burrow or was it the offense? Was it Mac Jones or was it the offense? I, you know, but I feel like with both of those guys, there's no like we've seen those offenses without a guy like that operating it. And it was just on a whole nother level with a guy like those two operating it. So I was, I was in camp Mac Jones, but I was definitely was feeling 
Cam as a starter. Now, what about you, Jerry? No, uh, you you and I have been kind of neutral on Mac Jones. I'll tell Huge. I'll tell a story. I'll tell I'll tell on myself. So uh, we're in a league. I'm in the league with these two gentlemen. They co-own a team in the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League. And back during the rookie draft, I traded uh, Izzy from the Dynasty Trade Calculator. I traded him the 110. And uh, he, he squeezed me for Mar- Marquez Callaway, which I'm not sold on him anyway. Jameis Winston forced two balls into double coverage, and all of a sudden Twitter loses its goddamn mind. But that's neither I'm here nor there. But, but I did it for Sam Darnold. Now, I'm a huge Sam Darnold guy, I believe. But I would be lying to you, not about the Marquez Callaway. Get out of here with Marquez Callaway. But I'm having buyer's regret on, on, on Mac Jones. Because I am, I am slowly starting to believe. I kind of get why they cut Cam Newton. Because it's hard to create an offense that both Cam Newton and Mac Jones. It's, you know, are you going to do it week to week? You know, I'm thinking about your offensive line sets, the running backs, just the way that, that, that you scheme everything. It makes more sense because Brian Hoyer, should something happen to Mac Jones, is a much easier replacement than going from Cam to Mac or Mac to Cam. You've got to re, you know, rearrange everything. Um, I think the obvious one, the obvious winner is Damian Harris. I feel so good about all my Damian Harris trutherism this year. But, but Jerry, I was going to you. What, what do you think about this Cameron Newton situation? Uh, I think it was Cam Newton's idea. I think they told him that he was not going to be the starter, and I don't think he just wanted to sit on the bench. I think he wanted the opportunity because they actually cut Brian Hoyer, too. It, it, yeah. It's Mac Jones, and it's Jarrett Stidham. Oh, I didn't see no, that. I didn't and see nobody that. else that's breathing. So I, I don't know why you would do that if – the quarterback didn't suggest it. So That's I get Jerry, it. Jerry, look at you come out of nowhere with a great take. Brian I am Hoyer shocked and amazed. I got, I got to know. Am I gonna I'm, do, sh- I, I'm yes, shamazed. Keep going. Uh, a broken clock is right twice a day, man. But I don't know. It's just I, I was I was sort of with you. Like I, I thought Cam Newton was going to be the starter. They were going to give him a go at it. Then eventually they would lose a couple games, and then they would do the Mac Jones thing, sort of like they're going to do with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. It just – it just is too fishy. Like I, I don't know why, I don't know why the Detroit Lions cut every kicker they had. I don't know how you're an offense and you go in with just two quarterbacks. It's just there's there's some shenanigans afoot. And that's All right, I'm I'll throw this one around. Anybody can answer. So, does this make with Mac Jones? Do you feel better about Hunter Henry or Johnu? Yes. Are you at which one? Or are you asking? <laughs> yeah, if you had to choose one, I'm uh, always trading for of... one feeling like Hunter Henry would probably be the more stable one, just kind of the chain mover, kind of eating up that middle of the field. Hunter Henry's always been that guy that can just find space to sit down. He was always really good at that kind of thing. He doesn't do anything super splashy, but he just he knows where to be and, and how to operate with a quarterback. So I think for me, that's always been like I like Johnu, but I think he'll be the splashier up and down kind of guy uh, for that offense. And I always felt that that Henry would be more consistent regardless of uh, who was going to be the quarterback there? All right, Jerry. Uh, listen, I've been ranting raving about how Johnu has been a disappointment, and I feel like I'm just doing it to a brick wall most of the time. Dude's never had over like 460 yards, so I'm going to say Hunter Henry. I, I think for a lot of the same reasons, he's you know, I I think this is going to be good for both of them. What did what did Cam Newton have last year? Like nine touchdowns passing or something? Like mm-hmm. it was single digits. Yeah, like that's that's absolutely putrid. So it, it's T- got to be better. Teddy than that, Bridgewater but... said, "Step your game up," because Teddy had fifteen. 
Best best seasons he's had though were were throwing when Greg when Greg uh, Greg Olson was healthy and throwing to that tight sure. end. Yeah. So one last question on New England before we bump to some of these other uh, situations: Aguilar or Jacoby Myers? I don't want anything to do with anybody. You guys. <laughs> Uh, we've been pretty big proponents of snagging Aguilar when he falls into that like 15th, 16th round area. Like I got no problem taking a stab on him. He was great with the Raiders last year, and a great an overstatement, but for solid. for what he was and, and who he is and all the shade that's been thrown his way, he was was great. And I, you know, I felt like that was a good fit. They paid him some money. Uh, I think he's a pretty good player. Had had some yips here and there, and when he's not yippy, he's he's a pretty he's a good solid player, like Jay Wayne said. So. But I've all, Jacoby Myers has a sweet spot in my heart as well. I, um, maybe two different kind of styles of play there, more of a chain mover in, in, in Jacoby and more of a field stretcher, bigger play kind of guy out of Aguilar. Um, that's a tough one. I feel like Mac Jones is an extremely good, accurate, deep field, uh, down the field passer. So maybe I'm going to hit Nelson Aguilar there. Yeah, I could be sleeping on Jacoby Myers a little bit too much, but I would take Aguilar. I think it feels pretty decent with Aguilar. Well, the one thing I think we can all agree on is never end kill Harry. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, <laughs> Harry! So, so, someone said last week, they tweeted out that uh, uh, end kill Harry was spotted with his arm in a sling, and I was like, the arm is not, is that how you spell career in French? <laughs> I mean, his his career's in a sling. I, 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 I would love to have that kind of money to be as bad at, you know, he's like a weatherman. He's terrible at his job, but he keeps it anyway. I, I don't know. Um, the other one I wanted to ask you guys about, and this one this one hits near and dear to me. So the Raiders cut John Brown, which in and of itself is not a big dynasty move. But I think that has to be a stock up for guys like Henry Ruggs, like Brian Edwards, maybe even someone that's from y'all's neck of the woods that I'm a big fan of, Hunter Renfro. Now, we know Darren Waller's the man, but, but who is going to be the 1B in this offense? If Waller's the 1A, Who's the one B in Las Vegas now that now that uh, Mister John Brown is no longer there? I mean, well, I'll, Who's I, I think on? I, I mean, I, you going Edwards? I, it's got to be Edwards. I don't have a ton of faith in 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 Rugs. There was a couple splashes there in the very beginning of the season. It's kind of fun year. swinging on Rugs. It, it's certainly though. fun swinging on Rugs, but I, I think Brian Edwards is just can be that possession, uh, bigger bodied kind of guy. And and I feel like he's got to be the one be there. Um, how how much confidence do you have in Brian Edwards? Because a lot of people love Brian Edwards, like they're ready to build the statue of him. Are you to that point? No, 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 no. I, I it's if, how much I love Brian Edwards is how much is the other people in the league don't love Brian Edwards is really okay. the, the biggest. Thing if for you're me. not like, the I'll Brian buy, Edwards guy, no, I'm not going to go out and overpay for Brian Edwards. But if somebody is down, like I've, I've in all the leagues that I'm in, I've I've sent feelers out for Brian Edwards and just to see if I could get something going for him. And in most cases, I've been shot down, but uh, I haven't shot any feelers out for for Henry Ruggs. Um, and maybe that's a mistake. Uh, I'm always it's always Waller for us here. We're big. Waller guys and and Renfro, if you can get him for free, I guess I'm not upset about that. But right. I mean, I he think... was he was torching uh, Ramsey, <laughs> which Ramsey refutes vigorously. Um, no, no, no. Earlier, Jay compared his physique to that of Mac Jones. Now, uh, Jerry and I shared a room at the uh, Fantasy Football Expo. If anyone shares a physique with Hunter Renfro, it's it's my co-host. It's Jerry. 
was I got I got the good hairline. That's all I got going for me. You, you do have a beautiful head of hair, sir. Does he have a bad hairline? Oh, I have a terrible hairline. Oh. No, not I, as in no, no Renfro. hairline. Renfro does. Oh, no, Renfro, yeah, he doesn't have yeah. a bad hairline. Yeah. It's not great. I'm going to get my boy G from the Aussie guys to do some Photoshop work of Jerry and Hunter Renfro in the same picture. <laughs> you couldn't pick. I, I, for, I, I'm, I'm, with this whole situation in Las Vegas, I, don't, I feel like I would rather have rugs because to me, Waller and Edwards almost feel redundant to each other. With and, a little and, bit of Renfro, too, sprinkled in there. Like, that's all little, that short, intermediate, which is what Carr wants to do. But then John Brown is more of what Henry Ruggs does. So, I think if I'm setting Derek the lineup. force it down the line, you know, down the field. I think if I have to set the lineup, I'd rather have Brian Edwards. I would feel comfortable clicking the box on Brian Edwards week in, week out as, like, a wide receiver three. But if it was a dynasty best ball, I'm in a couple of those. I'd rather have Henry Ruggs because Brian Edwards doesn't feel like he's going to win me a week, even though he's not going to lose me one. But I feel like like Henry Ruggs could have like I, I really think John Gruden is trying to do a poor man's version of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And if that's the case, then that would make Henry Ruggs his poor man's Tyreek Hill. I would love to see it. I'd love to see him try, uh, but I, I have no idea. I have no faith. In that offense, but I'm I'm looking to acquire cheap Henry Ruggs. the The dynasty industry hates him. I would love to give you a second for Henry Ruggs. Yeah, we uh, next year second. Izzy, I think Izzy right now has an offer to us for Damian Harris for Henry Ruggs, which you just you know can't uh, do it. You just profound professed your love for for (laughs) Damian Harris. We 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 can talk offline. I I do love Damian Harris. I did lose uh, Cam Akers. I made a big trade with Tyler Guntner. Of the Dynasty Happy Hour, maybe we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll cover that. But uh, the other one I want to talk about was uh, the the mustache. Now he had a haircut like Casey. Speaking of good hairlines, Casey's got a beautiful head of hair, and and Gardner Minshew used to have that wig, and he cut it all off. And uh, he he's taking his talents to Philadelphia. What were your guys' thoughts? I'll start with Casey and Jay. What were your guys' thoughts when you saw that trade? I was like, what the hell's going on? Seems like. Uh, Philly is a, is, a, is a team that's never shot away from loading up some quarterbacks and, and getting that quarterback room going. And it seems like uh, just cheap insurance for me. I mean, if, if Hertz is bad and doesn't work out, then, you know, I think, you know, Gardner Minshew can come in and, and at least run this offense semi effectively. And, and he's going to, he's going to go in there and give it his all. And is he, is Gardner going with the, with the Tennessee waterfall right now? Is he mulleting or what? what what's, no, he, 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 he like, like, a, a he was for the longest waterfall. time. He had a, I, I was going to call it's actually, I've heard it called the Tennessee top hat and a, and a, and a Kentucky yeah. crash helmet. So right. whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's a slang for a mullet, but, uh, no, for, for, Jerry, what were your thoughts on this as we're, we're, we're renaming mullets? Um, I don't know. I, are you guys Jalen Hurts people? No, not really. Uh, Big okay. fantasy not wise, Hurts. fantasy wise, I have no problem uh, in redraft, uh, and I actually have no problem in dynasty if the value falls far enough to try to sell within the first few weeks. Okay. Um, but no, I, I'm not a huge believer in the in the overall longevity of uh, Jalen Hurts. I am also not a huge believer in him, but I also don't think Gardner Minshew is any good. So I do think they're just going to let Jalen Hurts do whatever he wants, and I'm I'm sort of with you. I'm. It just seems like it's another guy that they just threw in there in case something happens. He's a mobile guy. If he gets hurt, they could just throw him in, try and win him week. He's a starter. He's got some experience. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I really don't. I, 
I, I don't think either of these guys are the future. I don't think either of these guys are probably the starter when we're talking about this 365 days from now either. But well, Here are my concerns from Dynasty or from Redraft. This is the same organization that made a Super Bowl winning head coach bench Jalen Hurts once for Nate Sudfeld. And Philadelphia's got a brutal schedule. They start at Atlanta, then at San Francisco, then Dallas, then the Chiefs, then the Panthers, then Tampa Bay. That's not an easy schedule. At what point? And then they also have the Chargers, the Broncos defense, the Saints. I mean, if this team goes to like two and six, three and seven, at what point do you think you see Howie Roseman on a podium going, we need to see what we have in Gardner Minshew? You know, we owe it to, and, and they didn't cut Joe Flacco. I was expecting after the Minshew trade, unless I missed it, they did. I, I want no part of this shit show organization, at least not from Dynasty. If you want to gamble on Jalen Hurts at a one QB redraft league, which I, I, I just two did big this thumbs, two, two big thumbs up. Go it's for the it. Only, the only league I have him in. I figured, hell, I've been wrong before. I'll take a stab and see if it works out now. But Because if you I'm, miss, you I'm can totally stream. Yeah. If, you, if you miss in a redraft, you can stream, but in Dynasty, I'm looking for any window to jump out of. It's it's crazy that, like, the Philly organization, I'm from the area originally, um, been down here for a long time. You're from PA. Yeah, but Philly's the closest big city, and everybody I grew up with is, is uh, big Philly fans, which made me not a Philly fan because it's the worst fan base in the entire universe. Your wife is a Philadelphia fan. She is, fan. she's from Delaware. Go <laughs> um, Joe Flacco! So, but it went from an organization that I didn't trust at all to an organization that I felt really good about to back to an organization that I feel terrible about the situation and who's running the show over there is so just as such a weird, like a not, not all that much has changed outside of Joe Douglas, who I do, you know, really, really like uh, over there in, in, in the Jets. And I just, I, I feel like Howie Roseman is, is probably the, the crux of the issue over there right now and i used to be a firm hater on the eagles and then i kind of got back in and then all of a sudden it crumbled underneath my feet and i'm back easy for me to get back out so i i don't think i'd be worried about jalen hurts because of gardner Minshew. i I would have to disagree that they might just bench him to see what they have in gardner because three and seven in the nfc east is still in the running for first place so (laughs) mathematically still eligible for playoffs terrible division uh i think that they're in it till the end and i think they need to see what they have in jalen hurts and that's my problem with jalen hurts in dynasty is that next year i don't know that he's gonna be the guy you know that they they could bring in somebody else they could draft someone that's that's my secondary fear is that per vegas they're a bottom eight team so they're going to be in the bottom quartile at least as of today per las vegas and that schedule seems to to validate some of that then you realize they have an extra first round pick yeah, from the deal. Yeah, they thirsty. They 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 have they have their own first. They'll have a first and a deal from the Dolphins, and then potentially if Carson Wentz can avoid COVID, feet, just everything that is Carson Wentz, I will not go down that rabbit hole as a Colts fan. Me. What, whatever. I mean, he, I, I love Carson <laughs> Wentz, but he's he's wearing me down. But if if he can manage to play seventy seventy five percent of whatever yeah. it is, they could wind 70. up with three firsts. And this is a team that's been rumored with with, with uh, Deshaun Watson. Regardless of what, uh, outside of maybe winning the division, I don't know how Jalen Hurts can keep this job. They're going to want the they're going to want the pick of the future. Agreed. The quarterback yeah. of the future, and, and they're going to have the draft capital to make that happen. All right, I got one right. more question for you guys before we we bounce. Okay, what's what's up, Jay? 
Just saying, if you take Jalen Hurts in Dynasty, you need to be selling him midseason. That's that's. You're looking that's, for he's, that. He's gonna space. he's gonna have a killer game, and, and, and week and, one's gonna, gonna be the, the game. opportunity. Week, he might have a great year. He might have a strong year yeah, from a right. fantasy perspective. The Eagles still suck, and and they ship him out or or Major. draft somebody else. Remember, Jameis Winston finished a season as a top five fantasy QB, only to get replaced that very same offseason. So fantasy excellence does not equal long-term job security. So I got one more. Speaking of Jameis, let's go out on this. Famous Jameis. Name the starter in New Orleans. Uh, Casey, how'd that hit you? Oh, nice nice pop there. Strong Jay. crack. It was a strong. What's that? I'm sorry. I was distracted. Oh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the crack got you. Yeah. Uh, Jameis. The crack will get you. <laughs> Kids, write that down. Crack is bad unless you're cracking open a, a tasty beverage from the Rev. Mm-hmm. But uh, Casey, uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Jameis uh, being named the starter for all the, uh, the weaponry in New Orleans? I just couldn't see any way that that wasn't going to be the case i have no faith in Taysom hill it was absolutely ridiculous that they gave him that kind of money it was i can't stand watching drew Brees be in there and then you're going to throw Taysom hill in there and like this this was the uh uh, the worst um but uh, yeah this obviously this absolutely if Taysom hills in there like i don't want all that much to do with alvin kamara because of the ppr upside i feel like this drastically especially for like a redraft situation really Gives Alvin Kamara the bump that I needed uh, to see to, to feel comfortable drafting him, um, and then you know obviously we don't know what's going to go. The, the lack of weapons is is the bummer for for Jameis. Um, there's there's the Callaway that you mentioned, which you, maybe you have no faith or maybe you do. I don't know. It seems like a he hates him. Polarizing. He hates him. Uh, oh my goodness. He's the worst. If you if you did scoop him throughout the off season, there's probably some value to be had there. Um, yeah, whether mm-hmm. whether you want to hang on or, or sell, um, so I've they got to throw it to fucking somebody. So I, if if he's got a rapport with him, I guess I guess I'm cool with that. I was hoping that we'd see a little Troutman. It's a bummer that he's been a little banged yeah. up here. What's uh, his but, prognosis? I've I've yet to hear an official Troutman out at any length of time. I haven't. Only they said it wasn't a super major injury. Yeah, that's right? all. Like, that's all I've seen. But really, to wrap it up, it's. I feel like this is the best outcome that could possibly be for the Saints offense, which is probably going to be not super great uh, in in any terms, but much better than what we were going to see with, with Taysom Hill at the helm. And Jay, anything to add? Uh, I, I think Kamara would be fine regardless. Sean's going to scheme that shit I think- up. Uh, I, I'm I'm anxious to see if Jameis can not throw 30 interceptions. I mean, it's just the Kenny – can I mean Bruce Arians was is a great offensive mind, but maybe they tried to force it downfield too much, and Peyton is more of a pick your spot to force it downfield, and then it worked out great in that preseason game. And yeah, he forced it in double coverage, but Mark Calloway made some amazing looking plays. Like that was it was it was like a one handed catch and a, a great concentration, and they've been building him up all off season. Just they can't keep their name out of his. They can't keep his name out their mouth, and uh, you know. But if you wanted to ship him out for value gain, I've okay. seen him traded twice for a second in two different leagues, where the current See, Callaway's I, GM I would, got a second. I would rather have Callaway than that. I think I for next year's second. You know, if I had Callaway and I could trade him and move up to grab like a 
maybe like a Kenny Gainwell or, you know, if I had Christian McCaffrey and I could get Chuba Hubbard or something like that, maybe I could I could move Callaway for somebody I really needed, maybe running back for positional scarcity or something like that. But for next year's second, I think I'll just maybe take that gamble and try and get a first. Yeah, it seems, wait. seems to be too schools of thought is like oh well you got this free roll so take the second and re-roll it or hey let's just see what you hey you got this guy for nothing let's see what happens in the season maybe i can get a fucking starter here you know i think that's that's we saw some bad travis fulgham trades and we won't get into his cutting because i know oh. but remember last oh, year wr1 in getting cut how <laughs> quez watkins baby jerry yeah. any, anything on the, the new orleans situation if it would have been Taysom hill i would have broke my computer is what I would say because I was super, super down on Alvin Kamara just because of the thought that it could possibly be Taysom Hill because he was so putrid in the passing game with Hill. It was, you know, he was going from eight and nine targets a game and then it was zero, two, one, two, one. And then the very last game, he finally started to target the man, you know. He's right. he's effing Alvin Kamara. That's what you he, should do. He, well, he, but, he actually cost me a business opportunity. So me and G from the Aussie guys, G's a great uh, graphic designer in his own right, and we had a, an old-fashioned Western poster, and it had Taysom Hill on there, and it said wanted for killing the fantasy value of Alvin Kamara. And we were, we were going to put that on, on a T-shirt and sell that at Viridian Global, but it's famous Jameis. We, we, we can't do that shirt now. So, so he's cost us a business opportunity, but it's going to be a tough, a tough road in New Orleans. I, I'll be curious to see what Jameis does in yeah, this now you offense. Throw all this hurricane stuff on top of it. Yeah. You got to do all this other continuity things. and right. And so and I, I, really, I think Jameis is just going to come down to the maturity. Have they, has he, has he come to terms? How much the, it seemed like the Drew Brees thing was a real thing that there was a lot of emotion there. And, and he seemed like he really maybe have figured some things out and doesn't have to have the Jameis grenades that he used to have. And, you know, we call those YOLO bombs. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Just throw up a Jameis YOLO bomb and see see what's up. Well, listen, He's the I, only player in NFL history to throw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions. The thirty in the same for thirty because nobody on pace for thirty interceptions gets to play enough games to make that come to fruition. That, that's that's a good call. Well, I'm gonna get you guys out of here, but I have a question for you, both of you. Uh, g- give us a dynasty tip. Whether it's for a new dynasty GM, an existing dynasty GM, a grizzled veteran, uh, what's something that you're telling the listeners over at the uh, the FF Dynasty? It's patience. It's always patience. It's, it's the weakest thing of, of just about any dynasty owner I've ever seen. And now, you know, Big Co. If if he was here, he plays the game a little bit differently. He's a turner and burner. He like he he literally plays this game to, so he could sell and buy. So in that regard, if you're that kind of player and that's what you want to do, but for just about everybody else, patience is something that nobody ever has in this game, and it's 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 crazy the, the amount of value that you can get out of just having a little bit of patience. And sure, it can burn you, but I feel like it's the weakest link of, of so many fantasy owners. Hmm. If I, if I could give out a piece of advice, it's something I wrote down today because I want to make a video about how to start your dynasty and all this, like, there's a lot that goes into it. And, and for beginners or veterans, if you uh, if you want to sell one of your top men, if you want to sell a stud, like what happened when we were talking off air where Travis Kelsey just got traded for basically nothing. If you want to sell Travis Kelsey in a tight end premium league, please shop him to the whole league. 
Like, shop them to everyone. Go to everyone's team and go to the best player you like on their fucking team and send the trade. Like, find something. Try to get way more than you would even want before you actually accept anybody's trade offer. Like, shop your studs to everyone for as much as you possibly can before you just take some random terrible trade. At least get a dialogue getting rolling there so that you know that's available and it's like hey this was too much is this are we back in yeah i like that it's good, good I, I love Thank both you. those because we, we practice and, and preach patience all the time whether it's in our patron or on the show patience is huge and then yeah you, you just roll the tra the, the the travis kelsey grenade into the group chat hey guys I'm, I'm ready to move on from travis kelsey just just send offers get that dialogue going like jay said well listen yeah, and, I, and sorry, I didn't no, you're good, man, dude. And, and Take all the time you like, got. If you're if you're ready to sell Travis Kelsey and you got some offers, dude, Pitt, like this is how you this is how you negotiate. Say, hey, this is the offer on the table. If that's how, if you want to play it that way, like, look, I'm getting this. Does anybody want to beat this right now? I don't need to sell Travis Kelsey. I want to sell Travis Kelsey. Here's the deal. What do you got? And you know, everybody's values are a little different on players. So my the deal that I'm throwing out that I think's better, you that the player the guy who has Kelsey might not think it's better, but like you negotiate and pit people up against each other when it's a high value item like that. Couldn't agree so, more. Jerry, also, you, you've been known to do that. Go ahead. Yeah, well, no, it's, that's because F everybody in my leagues. I'm trying to win. I'm selfish. Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to build on top of patience a little bit and it's don't overreact. The problem is, is everybody reacts immediately, and it's one of the stupidest things you could do. Right. Like we talked about, we talked about trading Jalen Hurts, right? Like maybe even if you don't like the man, like don't don't trade him right now. Wait till the big game comes. Wait wait till something happens. You will get an increase in value. It, it's always those sorts of things. Exploit the other players in your league. Somebody is going to overreact and overpay in a trade because they're trying to get into the playoffs or because they want to buy week or they want to do something else. Exploit. And if you've been in the league long enough, you probably know who that is already. Bingo. It's just understand your horizons. Don't overreact. And yes, for the love of all that is good, I'm going to say it one more time because it's necessary. Be patient. Understand each situation. Yeah. So well, I'm going to ask you guys a question. We touched on it for a second. Mac Jones is the starter. Do you get, feel like that's an improvement for the running back situation? You, you did say Damian Harris, but at, overall, you, th- you you guys agree that that's probably uh, best case scenario for Pat's running backs? Or did you think Cam was, with the running style, opening up some more lanes uh, a little for, bit better for, for, for me? Running back I, group. I believe that's a really good offensive line. They got some guys opted back in from COVID last year. And I'll tra- I'll trade some narrower running lanes for more PPR upside with Damian Harris. But here's here's my plan with everything Patriot except Mac Jones. I'm going to turn and burn because I, I love Damian Harris. I acquired him for a second in a league. Uh, I don't see Bill Belichick giving any rookie. He didn't even give Sony Michelle, who he drafted in the first round, a ton of run. Who's he going to give the run to? The grizzled third-year veteran in Damian Harris, who's finally earned his role. Yes, you're going to see some Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, you're going to see some James White. Yes, he's still there. He is not dead or retired. James White is still there. But I'm going to trade that PPR upside, because I think it was Graham Barfield. It was him or someone from that group. And he said that a uh, a target is worth 2.8 times as much value as one rush in a PPR league. So I'm gonna I'm gonna forego a little bit of rushing to think that maybe Damian Harris gets 
one to two extra check down dump Better offs check down a game. Yeah. And, and I no longer have to check sw- it down. And Cam wants to call his own number on the goal line. That's yeah, where I, that's where I was heading. That's where, yeah, so it, maybe Damian Harris was previously capped at four or five rushing touchdowns. That number could, could touch ten. I'm not going to be silly and go to, you know, call for a LeGarrette Blunt 18 from five or six years ago, but to think ten touchdowns is in the realm of possibilities is completely there. So I don't know how much run uh, Stevenson gets because he is a rookie, and again, but I will say this. I, do I trust Bill Belichick long-term with running backs or offensive players in general? Not unless their name's Tom Brady or Randy Moss. Everybody else at the end of the season, it'll be a fire sale on Patriots for me. I'm buying Damian Harris now. I want him to blow up in season, help me win some leagues, and then I'm going to ship him just toward the tail end of the season. And if I'm not a contender, I'm looking at every contender around trade deadline time, around that playoff time. Come and get him, boys. Go win a championship. I need that first. I need this young upside guy. Maybe I could get a J.K. Dobbins straight up for Damian Harris from a guy who's trying to trying to win a league. Got a dead asset on the bench and trying to win. Yep. So, I mean, th- those are all moves that I'd be looking to make with, with Damian Harris. So, uh, again, all of our listeners and patrons know what a Damian Harris guy I is. But this is, uh, is going to be short. This is going to be a short-lived uh, love affair with me and Damian. I like it. I like it. I like. I like I mean, everything you said there. Short. Yeah, I mean, dynasty. You know, the NFL. You know, it's like an acronym. It says National Football League or not for long. Nothing lasts forever. I was talking with uh, some guys in a group chat today about to think that Todd Gurley is unemployed. He's 26 years old, former first round pick. Cannot get a job. So I'm looking right. for security and, and, and long term stability. And what was Harris like? A third or a fourth round pick? Yeah, something like that. I mean, you know, the you know the the Patriots are going to have like thirty seven compensatory picks. They do every single year, <laughs> and the NCAA runs in twenty five ish running backs a, a season. They're going to bring in someone else, and then they're going to bring in four or five guys, and you just it always gets muddied. So I'm going to take the points now and cash out later. That's me on Damian. I like it. Yep, I like it. All right. Well, I like I like the FF uh, dynasty. You guys, the, the the and we were talking off air. I love. First of all, you all are super entertaining. You guys are great together. It's just the two of you. You bring in the man, Big Co. He's but, 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 but here's the thing. I would say there's a lot of good content out there about trying to get better. I do not give a rat's ass about the content. I want to be entertained. You guys are very entertaining. And your YouTube videos, the, uh, the quality is top notch. So any of our listeners that have not listened to the FF Dynasty, first of all, shame on you. But head over to their YouTube and listen to their podcast. But what's going on with the rest of the offseason and then uh, rolling into week one with the FF Dynasty? Hey, man, really, really appreciate all the kind words. That was that was very nice. I don't think anybody's ever said all those nice words at once to us. So. He's never actually said any of those nice things to me. We've been doing it for three years. Jerry, they're the best. This is, this is no bullshit. I mean, I, I've been listening to these guys for a long time. First of all, it's always nice to watch and hear fantasy advice from people that sound like you. That's number one. No, number two, I, I'm, I'm a production value snob of the highest degree. Whatever you think of Matt Kelly and the guys at Roto Underworld, their production quality is top shelf. If you're looking sure. for something, an alternative, because we all are, an alternative to Roto Under, Underworld, especially for Dynasty, I would challenge you to find better production value and production quality than these guys. Sorry to interrupt and, and give you some more compliments, but no, I truly no. believe that. That's important. 
yeah, we appreciate it. We really do. And that Jay Wayne, Jay Wayne works really hard. He's the, he's the heart and soul behind all that kind of stuff. So he does his thing and <laughs> he does his thing and, and, uh, works really hard and is very particular. So has spent, you know, countless hours way too much time waiting through all that kind of stuff and, and asked me so many stupid questions about the dumbest shit for the production. It's like, I don't <laughs> care. Um, but yeah, no, that's just, thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. much appreciated. That that was uh, that made my day. We appreciate you guys having us on. We we, we don't do a whole lot of guests, and we haven't done a whole lot of guest spots because it's usually three of us. So there's already a lot going on. Uh, but so this was uh, I enjoyed it. This was this was nice and easy and and fun. And and you guys do a great job over there. Yeah, we appreciate you having man. us on. So, all right, make sure you're checking out the FF Dynasty. Uh, again, a personal favorite of mine. A guilty pleasure having these guys on after sharing a league with them for a couple of years so on behalf of those men that is casey that is jay wayne you know my co-host it is jerry sinclair remember here at the dynasty war zone we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football we'll see you back here i don't know sometime this week have a good week guys hey brand goods that's us you're very very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for man we stand for those who give a shit we want to be with those who want to do more And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods, spread hate, always party. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store, and then you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor. And we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.